Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Today is Friday, September 27, 2019. On this day in 1918, 17-year-old Friedel Rota went missing. His body was never found, but serial killer Fritz Harmon, also known as the Butcher of Hanover, later admitted to killing him in cold blood. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Every day, we flip back the calendar to this date years ago and recount one event from true crime history. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today, I'm covering the disappearance and murder of Friedel Rota. He was the first confirmed victim of the German serial killer Fritz Harman, also known as the Butcher of Hanover. Due to the graphic nature of this episode, listener discretion is advised. We advise extreme caution for listeners under the age of 13. Before we unpack the ramifications of Friedel Rota's murder, let's go back to September 27, 1918 in Hanover. It was a cool September evening, and the small German café was bustling. At most of the tables, couples and families eagerly chatted over their dinners. But in one corner, young Friedel Rota sat alone, looking nervous. He sipped his coffee slowly and shrugged off the waiter despite the grumbling in his stomach. He wasn't sure how he was going to pay for the coffee. Tonight would be his first night on the streets, and he just needed to rest inside for a while. After half an hour, he noticed a middle-aged man across the room staring at him over a plate of sausage. Friedel tried to ignore him, but the man refused to look away. Friedel found himself growing more and more anxious. After another 15 minutes, the man stood up and walked over to Friedel's table. The boy did his best not to make eye contact until finally the stranger spoke. He asked Friedel his name and whether he was all right. Friedel was surprised by the man's high, soft voice. The stranger had a nervous, quiet meekness about him. Before Friedel could answer, the man added hurriedly that he was a detective. He just wanted to make sure the boy wasn't in any kind of trouble. Friedel breathed a sigh of relief. He trusted the police implicitly, and his fear that the stranger was out to get him dissipated. He told the detective he was fine. He was just looking for work. He tried to sound confident, but he knew the pathetic look in his eyes revealed the fact that he had nowhere to go. The stranger asked if Friedel wanted to stay at his place for the night. He flashed the boy a grin. 
At the corners of his smile, Friedel could make out two prominent, strangely sharp canine teeth. He knew he probably shouldn't accept invitations from complete strangers, but the prospect of spending the night on the street also seemed dangerous. Somewhat hesitantly, the boy agreed. The stranger paid for the coffee, and the two headed out into the night. The man made easy chit-chat on the walk, and gradually the boy became more comfortable around him. Maybe there were decent people around after all. The man promised him a hot meal and a cozy blanket. Friedel confessed to his new friend that he had run away from home and didn't know where he was going to go next. His companion promised that at least for the night, he had found a temporary reprieve. What Friedel didn't know was that the man beside him wasn't who he seemed. He was no detective. In fact, he was a violent, dangerous criminal named Fritz Harmon. Fritz led his new companion to a rundown apartment in a grimy area of Hanover. It was small, but remarkably clean. Friedel could smell the ammonia and see that the floorboards had recently been scrubbed hard. Fritz led Friedel inside and began warming a small meal for the boy. As he cooked, he made light conversation. He told made-up stories about his time as a police officer before turning the discussion back to the boy. Did he have any family nearby? Was anyone looking for him? Friedel scoffed. He doubted it mattered to his family where he was. All he cared about were his friends, some of whom lived close by. He'd been debating staying with them at some point in the future, but wanted to try and make it on his own for a while. After all, he was 17, a man. He just needed some work. He would do anything as long as he never had to go back home again. Fritz slid some bacon from the pan onto a small, stained plate and handed it to Friedel. After the boy ate, Fritz suggested the two have a smoke. Friedel was flattered the detective had taken such an interest in him. He felt mature, smoking and chatting with the older man. Gradually, Fritz scooted closer to Friedel as the two talked. Eventually, he was nearly on top of the boy. He whispered that he'd suddenly had an idea about how Friedel could make some money. Fritz pulled a few coins out of his pocket and pressed them into Friedel's palm. Friedel could hardly believe it. He nearly broke down in tears. How could he accept such a gift after everything else the detective had done for him? What could he do for a man like this in return? Fritz smiled and put his arm around the boy. He held Friedel close, tightly, for a long time. It finally dawned on Friedel that Fritz's help wasn't free after all. Friedel didn't say much after that. He needed a place to stay and he wasn't going back home. He was determined to get away from his family and wasn't going to give up after just one night. He took the money and put it in his pocket. Coming up, Friedel realizes too late that trusting Fritz was a mistake. And now back to the story. 
On September 27, 1918, 17-year-old runaway Friedel Rota met 39-year-old Fritz Harman in a German cafe. Fritz posed as a detective with the Hanover police and offered the boy a place to stay. Back in Fritz's run-down apartment, just when Friedel was beginning to think he had found his savior, he learned there was a terrible price to Fritz's charity. Several days after meeting Fritz Harman, Friedel Rota was brutally assaulted. In a violent fury, Fritz bit through Friedel's Adam's apple and vocal cords, killing him almost instantly. When Friedel's friends didn't hear from him for several days after his death, they told police about his acquaintanceship with Fritz. Authorities already looking for Friedel since his parents reported him missing on September 27th, raided Fritz's apartment in early October. Fritz later claimed that during the raid, Friedel's head was stashed behind his stove. Unfortunately, officers failed to do a thorough inspection. Their raid had caught Fritz in the act of sexually assaulting a different young boy. They arrested him without bothering to search the apartment. Fritz was subsequently sentenced to prison for nine months for sexual assault of a minor. Unfortunately, the scant prison time did little to deter Fritz's violence. Friedel Rota was his first confirmed victim, but he was far from the last. Between 1918 and 1924, Fritz likely killed at least 27 young men and boys by biting through their Adam's apple with his teeth. Fritz targeted runaways and the homeless, like Friedel. He avoided capture for years thanks to a special relationship with the Hanover police, to whom he acted as a criminal informant. After his eventual arrest, Harmon was convicted of 24 of the 27 murders of which he was suspected. At the trial, he claimed to be happy to receive the death penalty. In fact, his last words to the court were, I want to pass just one more merry night in my cell with coffee, cheese, and cigars, after which I will curse my father and go to my execution as if it were a wedding. Fritz Harman was executed on April 15, 1925, by guillotine. The Butcher of Hanover is remembered today, nearly a century later, as one of Germany's most violent and depraved serial killers. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more information on Fritz Harman, check out our Serial Killers episodes. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find all episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. 
Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and Twitter at Parcast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler, is a production of Cutler Media, and is part of the Parcast Network. It is produced by Max and Ron Cutler, sound designed by Russell Nash, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carrie Murphy, Maggie Admire, and Travis Clark. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Terrell Wells. I'm Vanessa Richardson.